Uh, but I'm so thankful uh, to be here. Uh, so thankful uh, to be able to to be in, in this, this place of worship um, and be with you all. Uh, so if you'll turn with me over to Matthew chapter 28, verse 19 through 20. We have very familiar scripture here. And we're discussing, um, continuing to discuss vision and values. And, and our, our vision uh, our, that the Lord really has, that we see through Scripture for our church and for the church is, is that we want to be walking uh, towards Christ. We want to be moving towards Him. But we don't want to do it alone. We want to do it with our community. That we, we want to be moving towards Christ with our community, making those steps um, as a, as a person, as individual, uh, but we also want to be doing it as a family, as a church. We want to bring our community along with us. We want to see them make steps. Maybe that first step is a step of salvation, of getting to know God. Maybe that first step for them is just coming to church one Sunday. That's a, a big step for a lot of people, but we want to be making these steps, moving and walking towards Christ with our community, with our brothers and sisters in Christ. Um, and we talked about that we need to use our gifts, how Scripture tells us very clearly that we are to use what God has given us, that we all have a multitude of, of different gifts, and, and that it takes the patchwork of all of us to really truly effectively be the body of Christ, and there's no one here that is not needed, that everyone here is needed by God to, to begin to fulfill the purpose that God desires uh, um, for our community, for our church, that we each and every one can play a part. But today I, I want us to talk about learning and sharing, learning and sharing. We'll get into what that means here in a minute. But here's the scripture, Matthew 28, verses 19 through 20. reads this way. It says, Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even unto the ends of the world. Amen. So we call this the Great Commission. It's basically Jesus giving his disciples their mission statement, their vision statement to go into all the world, uh, to teach them, to observe everything, whatever he's taught them, um, whatever he's commanded them, and that just to know that that he is is with them, that he is with them. So this is is how they live their lives. Everything they do, you, we see, is based on this. You can even see uh, when they go into the church, they, they call deacons because they say, hey, we're getting pulled away from our vision, doing somebody else's stuff. You, you, you follow this, and then we'll continue to follow this vision that God has given us, this mission. But I want to talk about learning and sharing as a value that we as Christians can can live out, okay? So I want to first start with what is it that we are learning? What am I learning? So the scripture talks there, it says, whatever I have commanded you. This really infers that the disciples have learned some things from Jesus. Right. If he's commanded it to them, he's saying, hey, you know, he's not just saying, you know, you go and figure things out. He's saying, I've already taught you these things. You've already learned them from these three and a uh, couple months that you have, three years and a couple months that you've been with me. You have learned these things from me. And I want you to remember, recall what it is that I have taught you. Ultimately, his disciples, as disciples, they followed Christ in his footsteps daily. They desired to be like him. They desired to learn everything they could about Christ so that they could emulate him in their lives. 
And we, 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 count, we, we, we use the title Christians very often. And, and I think sometimes Christians, uh, the title has become lost a little bit of its, its depth, of its meaning. It's been diluted some because we just throw it around everywhere. You read a Bible and some, a lot of times you're raised in church and you're a Christian. But really what we need to be is disciples of Christ, following in His footsteps, learning of Him of who he was, how he lived, what he said, what he taught, what he believed, so that we can emulate that in our lives. So some of the things that he taught the disciples while he was on this earth, he taught them to pray. There's scripture that very clearly gives us the Lord's Prayer, what we call, and, and he gives it to them, teaches them this model, this standard of what it means to pray, this, these things that they should go through when they pray. He also taught them priorities, taught them about how what they should know is important and what is not as important to a, a follower of Christ, what they should really raise up and prioritize in their life and, and what they can let go and just move on from. He also taught them what truth was. This was so important to them because there were so many teachers in that day and age that would teach different things. The Pharisees and the Sadducees, even within the temple, had different ideas, had different beliefs, had different understandings of the law of, of Moses and, the, and what he gave them. They had different understandings of what it meant to be a good Jew, of what it meant to be a good follower of God, what it meant to be a good Israelite or, or a, a child of Abraham. They had different things to think about and there were things, different ways that they thought of things. But Jesus came and he taught them truth. He taught them what it is that they should believe. What they should believe about God. What they should know about the, the law. How they should understand it. How they should interpret it. He also goes and he teaches them to worship God. There's very rarely an instance where God, Jesus goes and does some miraculous thing that he doesn't point to his Father and give him glory for what it is that just happened. But he also showed his love. Not just to the disciples, but he showed the disciples how to love other people. How to love those that were broken, how to love those that didn't fit in, how to love those that weren't a Jew, how to love those that were maybe handicapped or disabled, how to love those that had sinned, how to love those that, that were, were women that had a lesser place, how to love those that just did not were considered dogs, the Gentiles, how to love anybody, how to be, show the love of God. And these are all things that Christ taught them. So when he's referring here in this scripture, whatever I have commanded you, he's referring back to these things. And just as the disciples learned these from God, and he is calling them to bring it back to their remembrance, Peter says that in one place, I want to stir up your pure minds of remembrance. That's what our desire should be, is to learn what it is that Christ taught the disciples, and thus to the disciples what Christ is teaching us. But how can we learn these things? You know, we're not born with this knowledge. We're, we're not born with any knowledge, really. You know, when Harper was born, she, she knew to look for food and, and she knew to cry out for help. And But there was very little else that she really knew how to do, that she had an understanding of what it was to do. We're not born with the understanding of what, who God is. And just so when we are born again, we are not automatically given all understanding or knowledge of what it is that Christ desires of us or what He is trying to teach us. We are to continue to be learning throughout all of our lives. From the moment we become saved, that learning process really begins in earnest. That we continue to learn about God, learn who He is, learn what He desires of us, learn what He has commanded of us, learn, just learn more about Him. I love the song, you know, I, I want to know more about my Lord. And that should be all of our heart's desires. But how can we learn these things? 
It doesn't just come from nowhere. We're not just born with it. We're not born again with it. We have to do some things, or we, we should desire to do some things. But we can, first, we can study. We can either study it in personal. We each should have a personal, private time daily that we are seeking, that we are getting into Scripture, that we are reading, that we are trying to understand more about Him. Studying in the Bible. Study other works that maybe some theologians or pastors or, or leaders in the church that you trust that they have written. Doing that personal study. But also studying as a group. That we should study as families. There, there's been a practice that me and Tara have, have put into place since Harvard's been born that I have loved and, and, and I, I wish that we have would have implemented it earlier. But every night before we go to bed, we pray and we, we read a chapter of the Bible together. And I've grown in that. And, I, and, and Tara's grown through that. And I can't wait as Harper grows older to actually be able to have conversations with her about the scripture that we've read, about who Jesus is, about what we're, he's teaching us through these scriptures. So we need to study. Study shows us, it teaches us how, how who God is and how he desires us to live. So we can study. We can also learn through contact. Uh, and, and I'm not just saying just come and touch the Bible. I'm not just saying come and be in church. But being active and participating with other groups of godly people will teach you characteristics of who God is. We should come and we should look at people that, that we have faith in. Look at people that are showing the fruits of the Spirit and, and have those conversations with them. Be around them and learn from them. They're not perfect. They're not somebody to idolize. They're not somebody to put on a pedestal. But we can learn from other people. We need other people in our life. We're going to talk about that later on in this series. But we need to be in contact, be around, be in atmospheres and environments where we are around godly people. I think we all would admit, and, and be, if we're honest with, these, with ourselves, that the people that we're around, the environments that we're in, all always rub off on us in some way or influence us in some way. If we're around good people, godly people, we tend to, to have a greater desire to do godly and good things. We were around people that, that sometimes are not good influences, that sometimes just do not act godly. Maybe they claim to be a Christian and they don't live it. Maybe they aren't a Christian. They're open about that. And they, they make that obvious with the way that they live their lives. Sometimes being around those people for too long and, and, and enveloping ourselves in that environment can be damaging or harmful if we are not also spending time around good godly people. So when we are around God's people, we all, be, we all ultimately learn who He is, learn more about what God is trying to do in His people, and learn more about what it is that God desires for His people to be. But we can also learn through hearing. And the Bible tells us that, that how can we hear unless God has sent a, unless a, a, a preacher, and how can he preach unless basically God has, has sent him? It's right. not verbatim, but that's what he's, he's getting at. So we can hear through preaching and through teaching. It's, it's not just that we can learn, you know, it's not just hearing the Word, but it's really understanding. It's really going into and paying attention to what it is that we're, we're speaking from the pulpit, or maybe what Gilbert's teaching, or, or maybe what somebody else, Robbie's, at, or, uh, uh, you know, different ones on, on, online and different ones on TV that may be teaching us um, what we're paying attention to what they they have to say. I know as a child there's many times where I just I, I wouldn't pay attention or I was busy with other things. Things can get in our way. Things can distract us. And that's what the enemy wants to do. He wants to just distract us from hearing what it is that God is trying to to speak to us. And if he can distract us long enough or distract us well enough, then ultimately we we're not hearing we're not processing, we're not taking in the truths that God is trying to, to teach us. 
And, and I, I, my desire is, as we come together to worship, as we come together to, to pray and to, to, to for, for me to preach or somebody to teach or different things, my desire is that we all really go away with realizing or seeing that there's something in our life that God may be working on, something that He's encouraging us in, something that He is challenging us in. But we have to be open to hearing what it is that God is trying to teach, what God is trying to, to show to us. So we can learn through study. That's that's really how we can really do our part in learning. We can learn through contact by being around God's people. But we can also learn by coming and hearing and letting God pour into us. God wants you to learn. God wants you to know more about Him. That's why he, he, he gave us His Word. That's why there are preachers. That's why there are gifted teachers. That's why there's, there's people that, that give these lessons and give testimony of who God is so that we can learn and grow. And one thing that I find so important is when we know more of who Jesus is, we also become more aware of who He isn't. There's a, a, a Chinese tale that goes like this. There was a young boy um, that he really wanted to work with Jade when he grew up. That's, that's what he wanted his career to be around. He, he wanted to work with this, this precious stone, uh, this precious jewel for, for that over in the east and everything. So he, he goes to the, the master person in the area in his little town that works with Jade. And he says, I want you to teach me about what Jade is. So, so the, the, the master came and he, he, he took a, a piece of Jade. He gave it to the boy and, and then he be, just began to talk. He would talk about things going on in town. He would talk about his family. He would talk about different activities. He'd talk about, you know, foreign affairs. There was wars going on in different places. He would talk about, you know, leadership, food, whatever. And he would just talk for hours and hours. And then he'd take the stone and he'd send the boy home and say, come back tomorrow. And, and they would repeat this pattern for, for days and weeks and, and months. The boy would come. The, the master would give him a different uh, piece of jade. And, and he would, you know, hold it throughout the whole day. And, and, the, and the master would just talk about whatever. Whatever was on his mind that day. And then one day the boy came after several months of doing this. And, and the master gave him a stone. And, and before the master could just start talking, the boy said, Hey, this isn't jade. This is something else. And it, it shows that when we know more, when we are around God more, when we are allowing Him to have a greater presence in our life more, when we are learning more about Him, it doesn't take very much for us to realize, hey, this isn't of God because I know what's of God. I've been around it. I've studied it. I've heard about it. I've felt it. I've been in contact with it. I know what's of God, but, but this, this thing, it isn't. And we, the Bible says, the Bible talks about trying the spirits, whether they be good or whether they be of evil. We should desire to know the difference between what is of God and what isn't of God. Because having that understanding can make a, a massive impact on your life. It can, it can save you hardship. It can save you from making the wrong choice. It can save you from following the wrong voice in your life. It can save you from following the wrong people in your life if you know the difference between what is of God and what isn't. And that takes time to, to learn more about who Jesus is. But we need to learn. Our desire should be to learn of Christ. I know many people, we don't like learning. Many people, you know, we, we, we drag our, our, our feet through school. We don't really even want to be there. Now we come to church and we don't want church to be someplace where we're just focusing on learning. But we need to know more about God. We need to know who Jesus is. We, don't, we need to know what He taught. We need to know what was important to Him so that we can know what we should do and how we should live our life as well. But once, once we have learned some things, we'll never learn everything, but once we have learned some things, we are called to share. But well, what am I sharing? How 
am I sharing these things? He says, everything that I have commanded you. He says, share it all. Teach them all to observe everything that I've commanded you. Not just a few things, not just the things that you like, not just the things that are easy to you, but share everything that I have commanded you. We call this a lot of different things. We call it evangelism. We call it teaching sometimes. Maybe we call it testifying. But ultimately, all that we are doing, we are sharing what we know of Christ with other people. T.D. Jakes it, it's, uh, gave this, this kind of little parable, gave this little story. And I think it's, it's been around wildly, but T.D. But Jakes is who I, I know it from. He, he says, basically, all that it is when we are sharing Christ, when we are sharing what it is we know about Christ, it's, it's we are un- understanding that we are just beggars, that we are broken, we are, are in, a, in a bad place, we're in a desperate situation in our life, and we are in sin. We are destitute. We, we are lost. We are, we are on our way to hell. We, we're just in a, in a bad, awful place. And ultimately, Jesus comes through and, and saves us. And, he, and through what, what we can really see is that He gives us nourishment. He gives us wholeness. He gives us bread to eat. But as this beggar, as this former beggar, what we're called to do is go and these other people that are in the same situation that we were, these beggars, these people that are broken and empty inside because they don't know Christ, we're just, it's one beggar, myself, in Christ's field, telling another beggar where they can find bread, where they can find nourishment, where they can find fulfillment, where they can feel that hole in their stomach, feel that hole in their life that they have felt for so long. It's just one beggar telling another beggar where they can find the bread. Now this goes back to gifts that we talked about a couple weeks ago. We don't all share our knowledge and understanding of Christ in the same way. Some people share from a pulpit. Some people share as a teacher. Some people will share, you know, just as a testimony. Some people will share through songs. Some people will share through all number of different ways. But we each have a way that we can share our knowledge and understanding of Christ. She might not be a great public speaker. That's okay. I mean, the Bible tells us in, in Exodus how, how Moses said, Lord, I'm not very good with speaking. I stutter. I, I stumble over my words. I stammer. I, I just can't do that. And Christ raised up his brother Aaron to do the, the speaking. But Moses still shared his understanding of knowledge to the people about Christ. Right. We as well need to do whatever it is, share our understanding in whatever way that we can, whatever way that we are gifted. So you might not be a public speaker. That's okay. You don't have to be in front of a group. You can share your knowledge in one-on-one settings. You can share it in just talking to people about Christ, talking about what He's done for you. Personal experiences is a wonderful and a simple and an easy way to share your understanding of Christ to this person. They come to you in a situation that's similar to something that you have faced. We don't know the answer. We don't know why. We don't know what they're going through. But we can share what God has done with us because we know that that is truth. We know that it is truth that God has worked this way in my life and that He is capable of working that way in their life. We can share our knowledge and understanding of Christ from a personal experience. But we need to share these things. We need to share what the truth of the Scripture says. We need to share how, that we need to pray. We need to share what God has taught us about prayer, what God has taught us about worship, what God has taught us about His Father, what God has taught us about how to love other people, about what priorities we should have. We are called to not just learn it, but to share it. 
And I'm thankful that He has given us that ability to share. I, I we talked with Tara last night as we were reading, and, and you know we were reading from the Old Testament. In the Old Testament, you just see all these mighty ways that God does these awesome and, and crazy and just just outstanding things. You look at the the ten plagues. You look at how He provided manna to His people. You look at just all these inspiring ways that God just reveals who He is to His people. And 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 I, I said, you know, I wonder sometimes, you know, just in, just in my mind, why why it is that God doesn't come out and just, you know, stop world hunger or stop this, do that, or show his power in some mighty way. And as we didn't begin to discuss, we got back to what I always get back to is that we are to take part in what this thing that God has called this plan of salvation. We are to share our knowledge with other people. God reveals himself through us sharing about him. He reveals himself to us and then we reveal him to other people. So but here's what happens if we choose one. Maybe we choose that I'm going to learn about Christ. I'll learn about Him. I'll read the Bible. I'll read every um, study that I can get my hand on, everything, the Strong's Concordance. I'll, I'll memorize all these different definitions and biblical terms and theological terms. And, and I'll know who Jesus is better than anybody else in my church. And we learn and we learn and we consume and we consume and we, we know. But what happens if we choose just to learn and not to share? We become like the Pharisees and the Sadducees. They were, very, they were the elect, the religious elect. They knew everything. Thing there was to know about the law. They, they, they had, if you understand what it was, they had to memorize most of the Torah, which is the first five books of the Bible. They knew it by heart. They knew the laws. They knew what it was that, 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 that God had told Moses on Mount Sinai. They knew it. They were the most learned people in the religious community about what their religion was about. But they really didn't practice anything that God was trying to teach them and trying to change them and make them into who He desired for them to be. They did it in their own life. They lived their own life. And, and then they really ultimately we see through Scripture how they belittled or put other people down when they didn't live up to what they think thought they should be. And we risk going into that same place if all we do is learn about Christ. Learn about the Bible. Learn about these theological things. If that's all that we do and we never share truth, if we never share what God wants us to do and what Christ has told us and what He's commanded us, then we just we, we bottle it up and we act like we have everything that we need and everybody else needs to figure out their own way. That's not what God has called us to do. He's called us to learn and share. But the, the other extreme is that we learn nothing. We get saved. We learn nothing of who Christ is. We never spend time in study. We never spend time in church. We never spend time uh, getting, allowing Christ to pour into us. We never spend time learning of who He is. But we go out and we talk to everybody and we tell everybody what we think and what our opinions are and what we believe the church should be about and who we think Jesus is. And what that does is this. Truth brings life. That's, the, that's, that's what the Bible tells us. That's what we reveal. Truth, the truth shall set you free. It brings life. But falsehoods bring death, destruction, and division. If we speak from a place of, of ignorance, when we speak of a place of, of not understanding or not knowing anything about Christ, then all we do is we damage the reputation of the church and we damage the reputation of Christ. When we never learn but always share. We all know that person who is willing to give you their opinion on everything, no matter if they are qualified to give you that opinion or not. And that person, most times, what do we do? We'll, we'll listen to them, and then most of the time we just forget what they say, and we move on. 
because we know that we really can't put any weight in what it is that they say. Too often we, as Christians, as disciples of Christ, have that same effect on other people. We will give their, our opinion on, on what the Bible means about this, or what the Bible says about this, or what I think the Bible means, or what I think the church should do, or what I think we should, we, we should do as a church, or as a believer, or who we think Jesus is. But we never truly give the truth of who God is. And we just damage ourselves. We cause division in churches many times that way. We cause divisions in families. We cause divisions in communities. There's destruction follows the lie. It follows these lies that sometimes the enemy will share with us or make us believe. You look at what Eve said, um, or what uh, the, Satan told Eve. He said, surely you shall not die. He just changed one thing. And speaking from a place that was not true caused the division between God and man that we are still struggling and wrestling with today. And if we are not careful, if we do not learn the truth of Scripture, of who Jesus is, of what He has called us to do, of who He he wants us to be, of what the Bible says, and we just begin to share opinions and ideas, opinions and ideas don't save people. Opinions and ideas don't point to Christ. Opinions and ideas don't reveal the character of who He is. The truth does. The truth does. So let's not just choose one extreme to be in. Let's not be the learned people that that never share, that we come into our holy sanctuary and we we bottle up everything and and we never share the truth and the love of Christ. But let's not also be the people that go and share our isms and schisms and opinions and ideas and thoughts and and say, I think this or I believe this. But say, this is what the Bible says. Because the Bible is truth. And let us share that truth with a world that needs the truth. Not my ideas. Because everybody else is giving their ideas. They don't need mine too. Ain't going to make a difference. Everybody else is giving their opinions. They don't need mine too. They need the truth. They need the Bible. The Word of God. What He has taught us. What He has showed us. What He has commanded us. What He has left for us. We should learn... And share. Now, I don't want you to think that you have to know all the Bible before you can begin sharing the truth of Scripture. That's not what I'm saying. But share what you know. Share what you know. Speak from a place of understanding. Don't be afraid to say, when given a question, that you might not understand. I don't know that. Let me get with somebody who's better studied than I am, and I'll get back with you. Don't be afraid to say, hey, I... You know, I, I've not got into that. I, I really don't feel comfortable giving you an answer on that. I don't want to lead you wrong. I don't want to tell you something that's wrong, that's not right. Give me time. Let me study on that. Or let's study together on that and let's find the answer. Don't feel like you have to give that answer out of, out of nowhere. Because it's better to say I don't have an answer than to give the wrong answer and misrepresent Christ and misrepresent the church. So I'm not saying you have to know everything to begin to share the Scripture or share Christ. But share what you know. Your personal experience. I was lost, but Jesus saved me. I was blind, but now I see. In the New Testament, the Bible talks of a young man that was blind from birth. And Jesus, he came and he healed him. And, and all the, the religious elect, they got upset about this. They, they brought everybody in. They questioned him. They had this, this big inquisition. They had all these things going on. And, and they finally brought the young man up and said, you know, just tell us your version of it. Tell us the truth. He said, I, I, I don't know who he is. Saint, sinner, whatever. I don't know. All I know is I was blind, but now I see. Speak from a place of understanding. Speak from what you know, and then desire to know more. 
Tell what you know. Share what you know. And then learn more. Because here's the truth. If you give somebody a testimony today of who God is and how great He is in your life, five years from now, you go to that same person, that testimony should have grown. Your understanding of Christ should have grown. That conversation that you have with them maybe is a little bit longer than it was five years ago. But start with where you know, then learn more. And then share more. And then learn more. And then share more. Get a little piece of bread, tell them where you got the bread. Get a little piece of bread, tell them where you got the bread. I can't tell them where the bread's at if I don't know myself. So I've got to learn, and then I share. So let's do that. Let us live that out in our life where we're not just hoarding up all our knowledge and we're not just giving our ideas and opinions, but we are sharing the truth of Scripture to whoever will give us an ear to listen. To whoever will hear. I love what the Bible says, and and Jesus uses it multiple times. He says, He who hath an ear, let him hear. He who hath an ear, let him hear. Let's go find the ones that will hear and tell them what we know. And then in our private time, in in our church time, in our group time, in our study time, let's learn more. Let us learn and 